Well, good morning and Happy New Year. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's great to see everybody, finally. We took a week off because of Christmas, and then we took a week off because everybody was sick. <laughs> and now we're back. So, yeah. It's good to see everybody. It really is. Some of y'all I haven't seen since last year. Ta-da, ching. <laughs> No, no, please, there's more, there's more. <laughs> just kidding. It's just, it's really good to see everybody. Truly, truly it is. I was just thinking this morning, um, you know, we, y'all, y'all know that we moved into our house. And before, we'd walk out the, um, walk out of our apartment, and we had a guitar, we had a backpack, Chris's backpack, two backpacks, and then um, the case of cameras. And Chris would run out and go get the elevator while I locked the door because sometimes the elevator took a long time. And then we'd go to this. We live on the first floor. But we'd go to the second floor, take all our stuff to the parking garage, get in our car, and leave. It was such an ordeal. But today, we opened our garage door, pushed that little button, and the garage door goes up. I didn't, I didn't know they had those. No, I'm kidding. The garage door goes up. We walk into our car. It's just right there. It's clean because it rained. And we put everything in the car, and we close the garage door, and, and we drive off, and we're here in like 10 minutes, I think. That's the life, man. That is the life. Apartment living is, was okay for a little while. I think my biggest love of apartment living was uh, walking, closing the bag of trash, taking two steps, opening the door, and putting the trash, and it magically disappears. Like, it's gone. That was beautiful. Loved, loved that part. But that, I think that was the only part that we loved. Um, getting DoorDash at our balcony window, that was great. But, yeah, sorry, I'm rambling. Um, I don't know. Do you want to take it away? Because you're looking at me kind of funny. <laughs> now I lost all my words because he's looking at me weird. Hey, James, Go could ahead. you grab somebody? Can you all move this to the side until the end? Oh, never mind. These guys got it. You're too slow, James. We'll do, we'll do a communion at the end. Yeah, just throw it over there to the side. Um, uh, did you talk about Craig? I did not. So next week, we have Craig Ferris coming. Uh, yeah, so be sure and uh, uh, be here for that. Uh, you won't want to miss that. Um, he is, uh, obviously, he's, he's family, he's friend. Uh, big, big announcement with them is uh, they took on uh, a pastorate uh, at uh, Dub's, uh, well, Dub doesn't like to call it a church, but uh, at Dub's place in Amarillo, uh, Kingdom Resource Center. So, excuse me, um, they'll be the pastors up there in Amarillo. They're moving in March. So we get them one more time down here while it's such a short little drive, um, you know. Um, is there... Uh, one other thing we have starting this year is uh, a youth night. Miss Lydia, if we can all turn around and look at Lydia, she waves just her hand just to make her feel uncomfortable. Come on, Lydia, raise your hand. <laughs> um, she and her beautiful, wonderful husband, is they're going to start a youth night once a month, last Friday of the month. Um, if you want more details, more time, that's the girl to go to right there. Um, it's just been on her heart to do something for the youth. Our kids are growing. Who knew that they grow up? They do. And so, yeah, she's going to be doing some stuff, some activities with them, movie nights. She's got a whole plan list of things to do. Yeah, cool. 
Yeah, and I know that she's mom to about like 10 of y'all or something like that. If she gets out of mom, if she gets back into mom mode, then y'all come talk to me because that's supposed to be kind of youth leader night. So let me know if she's being too momish in there and I'll, I'll take care of that. We love you, Lydia. Um, <laughs> hey, you're the one that volunteered, so... <laughs> Um, we, uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, we'll, we'll do communion at the end of the service. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get our kiddos back in here for that. Um, so kiddos, why don't y'all stand real quick? Yeah. All these awesome kids and football players and all kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Are y'all ready? Where is, do we not have any young ladies? Do I not see any young ladies? Oh, that's okay. That's all right. We, oh, there you are. Yeah, look at, look at these beautiful ladies. All right. Well, good. good uh, y'all have a great time with Lydia. She's awesome at uh, following this kingdom heart that we're after. So y'all go ahead and have at it. And uh, please be good. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this morning, it's our first, uh, first service of the year. This is actually our third year as CORE. Obviously, we've been a, a community a lot longer than that, but we did a rebrand um, three years ago, or this is the start of our third year, and we're really excited about what all God has done, but looking more forward to what He's about to do. And this morning, Raquel and I are going to share some things together. Uh, you know, it's been, uh, the last two years for us have been, uh, I know for Raquel and I, and I don't want to speak for y'all. Uh, I know for us, it's been absolutely amazing and life-changing just where we have come and, and what we are learning and, and trying to accomplish as people who have a mindset of the kingdom and not church. Now, I do want to, today I am going to kind of clarify some things. So if you're homegrown, you're probably going to, uh, you know, that means if you're here all the time, uh, you're, you're probably going to hear a couple of things, small things that are repeats, but uh, I just need to make some things clear because believe it or not, uh, it's crazy. We're getting a, a bigger audience uh, online uh, all the time. It's crazy. We have people listening to us in Russia. <laughs> like, uh, that's crazy. That blows me away, and um, I wish I could speak some Russian. Uh, I would say it right now, but I don't know any. So, um, but um, there's also uh, that's between the podcast and YouTube, and and then we're getting just we're not in the hundreds. We're getting thousands of hits on Instagram with the reels and stuff. That uh, man, the Rendons, uh, Josiah and Cindy have been absolutely amazing uh, at our social media, and so they're not here this morning. We give them a big shout out though. But uh, so I just want to clarify a few things. When I say statements like kingdom minded versus church minded, um, you know, we right now, we just simply don't believe that the, the status um, look of what the, the standard Americanized church today is, is that is what God actually had in mind. Uh, we, we believe in the kingdom um, and Jesus came for people, not for institutions. Does that make sense? And there's a whole lot more to that, and I would love to, you know, uh, i got to stop talking about Luby's, so I'd love to go to Mia's, uh, or uh, where else can we go? Babbins. We'll go to Babbins, and we'll discuss it, right? Uh, yeah. 
Uh, there's some great tacos right here at Mestizos. It's pretty awesome. We can go there too. But anyway, um, we're, we're a community that is all about the kingdom and not about her and I are pastoring this thing together and we're going to stand next to you and we're going to go like this and elevate ourselves and do what I say. Uh, no, we're not, we're not about that at all because that's never what Jesus intended. That is never what God the Father intended. It is nowhere in the plan of the Holy Spirit for people to lord over others. And, you know, we saw a comment just the other day, or Raquel was telling me you saw it about somebody said um, he was a pastor or something, and he made a statement that women should not go to church uh, looking for a man or for a husband, but you should go for God or something like that. And I thought, that's pretty stupid. Um, where, where, what, like church is not a, it's just a community of people coming together to hear and experience the heart of the father and then to be trained up in other ways and new ways and new experiences to take his heart out to the world around us. Does that make sense? That is who we are. And we're stepping into our third year of diving deeper into that as we rebranded and, the few things that we want to share this morning, um, uh, we want to look to our future, and we want to tile this together at the end with a few things. Um, look, we spent these last uh, two solid years as core of just pounding away at our identity, at your identity, who you are in Christ, your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, what it looks like. We're, we're all about family, amen? Uh, I think that is the strongest calling that we have here under, under as core is that we are all about family and uh, family ain't always pretty. Is that true? Amen. Yeah. It's true. And so does that mean that we go, I'm not talk to that one no more. I'm gonna go to this side of the table. Now, some of y'all do that at New Year's and Thanksgiving. You're like, I ain't sitting by that uncle. Right. Well, you can't change that they're family. And uniquely, that's the way it is in the kingdom. And so those that gather here with this community, we're pressing into family. And I fully believe Raquel's described this a little better than, than I have in the past. But I believe that this is the year that we're going to step into seeing what family looks like as we walk it out. That means that we're going to have some stuff to get through. Oh, one of y'all. Okay. But we want to press into that, not just drop the hammer and, oh, church discipline, you're out. Excommunicate, there's the door. That's not who we're about. We're about walking out life and love, but most of all, the kingdom, uh, the kingdom heart of our Father. So how do we do that? You know, we believe in full on about reformation and seeing the kingdoms, the kingdom of our God, not infiltrate, but just uh, infect the systems of this world and make them line up, not make them. You know, you get infected with something, it takes you over, right? I want to get infected, not with COVID again, but I want, <laughs> I want more of his heart. Amen. How many of you would love to see the... Um, the courthouse down here when you go, you know, when you go to do your plates or your tickets, how many of y'all would love to see them have a kingdom attitude? <laughs> They're not going to get that by holding a, a John 316 sign in the 
lobby and telling them that love is kind, love is not rude. Bunch of rude jerks. You know, if you tell them that, they're never going to listen, right? But man, what if you go in there and you're the nicest person to ever deal with and you bring the kingdom to them? That's what we're talking about. But anyway, this morning, um, Raquel's going to share uh, a little bit first about uh, this. Man, she's been on this for like a month and a half or something. Forever. Forever. All right, go ahead. Tell us about it. Uh, one thing I just wanted to start the year off right. <clears throat> one thing that I love about having visitors is that you guys don't know the inside story to this. So if you guys don't mind, just kind of start clapping your your, and let's all just go, Chris, 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 Chris. <laughs> so the, the part that I love is that if you're new and you don't know the backstory, you're like, man, this guy's a little shallow because he's got to have his name said so many times. And I don't want to explain it. <laughs> that just, that makes my heart happy. It, it just, it skips a beat and it just thump, 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 thump. Anyway. <laughs> We just had to start the new year off right. <laughs> just kidding. Hi. <laughs> it's so easy to joke, man. Joking comes so natural for me. I do it in my sleep. Um, that's a true story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have been on the woman at the well. This girl just won't leave me alone. Like so many things are just standing out to me. And one of the things that's just really stood out to me the most is the word perspective. Um, you know, if you walk into a room and you're just like, I don't know anybody, and you're just kind of sheepish. But if you have a perspective of who you are, walking in a room, you can walk in and own the room. <laughs> you change the atmosphere. You can um, teach people things. You can show them what God looks like. You can show them so many things. But if you don't know that, walking in the room is like, give me a chair in the corner in the back where it's really kind of dark and... <laughs> You know, just sit back there in your little comfort zone and nobody knows you. <clears throat> but that's not who we're called to be. And I think that, you know, in the church there has been, there's been so many bad things when it comes to church where oh, people perceive wrong things. You know, if you walk into a place and you're like, yeah, I can do that. I can do this. Or you're confident in yourself. Not conceited, confident in your abilities. The church has had a bad reputation of seeing that person as, oh, look at her, look at him, he thinks, she thinks, you know, and then you're just like, oh, sorry, I'll just tuck my gifts away and put them in my pocket. Just, you know, like, what do you want me to do? And that's not what we're called to do, you know? It's just, I don't know. Anyways, this, <laughs> thank you, thank you, no. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> Thank you. Yes! 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 <laughs> Thank you. I love you, Eric. Thank you, brother Eric. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, let me get back into this word. Uh, enough about Chris. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to go over the woman at the well. I'm going to do a little bit of reading, and then I want to do a little bit of just what the Lord has been showing me, I, I guess. Everybody know the story of the woman at the well? Sort of, kind of, yes. This woman was uh, shunned, and she had to go to the well at a different time because the other ladies were like, who is this girl? She's a little loose. Uh, let's not go to the well with her. So she went to the well at a different time than everybody else. She's at the well by herself, 
and um, or she goes to the well by herself, and um, Jesus is sitting there. And I just want to start reading. Sorry, this is in John 4. Where at? <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Okay. Man, I don't know where to start. Everywhere it starts sounds like a middle of a sentence. I'm starting from the beginning, I guess. So it's a lot of reading. Okay. John 4, 1. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> okay, John 4, 1. Sorry. Come back, Holy Spirit. Come back. Let me summon Holy Spirit back. <laughs> He's gone. He left. All right. Holy Spirit, please come back. It's not about Chris. It's about you, Holy Spirit. Okay. John 4, 1. When Jesus knew that the Pharisees... When Jesus knew that the Pharisees heard he was making and baptizing more disciples than John, though Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and went again to Galilee. He had to travel through Samaria, so he came to a town of Samaria called uh, Sychar, (laughs) that word, near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was, about the six, it was about six in the evening. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, for his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is it that you, a Jew, ask, a drink, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. I just want to stop right there because that verse, I've been walking around the house like, if you knew who's asking you for a drink, you would ask me. If you knew who's asking you for a drink, you would ask me. Like, I'm going around the house like verbally saying this thing, like, what? Give me something with this. It just won't leave me alone. If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, and you would ask him, and he would give you living water. Sir, said the woman, you don't even have a bucket, and the well is deep. So where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. I love that Jesus enticed her to a conversation. She's there getting water. He doesn't have a bucket. Clearly, it's a well. They haven't come up with faucets yet. So you need a bucket. And she's like, dude, where are you getting this water that you're offering me? And... I just, I love how Jesus starts conversations. He doesn't just say, hey, wretched woman, you've been with five guys, da 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 you know? <laughs> he entices her to a conversation, and I, I love how Jesus does that. You know, the other thing I was thinking, too, so many times in church, you know, when we go ministering and witnessing, doing street ministry, I remember, you know, long time, it was always like, hey, do you know Jesus? Hey, do you know Jesus? You're going to die and go to hell. And I'm like, I never, Jesus never made that as an example in the word. Never. It was always, hey, how you doing? Hey, give me a drink. Or hey, this, you know, hey, that. He always just enticed you. Come on. Love that stuff. Little side note. <laughs> this is just going to invite you into my mind. Have you ever seen that little meme when somebody does something really cool and the glasses come back and then that, that cigarette comes to their mouth and it's like da-da-da-da-da-da. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's how I picture... Jesus, I'm not trying to say Jesus smokes. I'm not saying that. But he's just like, 
he's just so cool. <laughs> That's the visual I get. Like, he does something like this, and like, da 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 ding, 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 ding. <laughs> he's like, yes, girl. No, I'm sorry. Jesus doesn't smoke. I'm not saying that. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Activate. <laughs> All right, come back, Jesus. Come back, Jesus Christ. Where am I? Oh, yeah. If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would ask him and he would give you living water. Sir, said the woman, you don't even have a bucket and the well is deep. So where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. What a picture of her, where her lid goes, where her understanding goes. Are you greater than Jacob? Because he drank from this well, even his livestock drank from this well. Like, Jesus, really? You don't even have a bucket. Let's, let's not forget that. You don't even have a bucket. What a picture of her mind. Okay. Um, livestock. Sorry, let me look at my notes. Jesus said, 13. Jesus said, everyone who drinks from the water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again, ever. In fact, the water I give him will become a well of water springing up within him for living, with living life. I love how he said, you will never thirst again. You will never thirst again. Man, if you don't mind, just say, I will never thirst again. I will never thirst again. That's right, you won't. Um, Sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. When I was going over all of this, you know, I'm walking through the house and I'm reading that one scripture, um, if you knew the gift of God and who it was. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. He told her, if you would ask me, and I was like, she did ask him, what happened? <laughs> so I would go back to the word and I'm like, wait a minute, she did ask him. All right, she did. Let's go back and see what he said. <sighs> Are you clearing your throat because I'm joking too much, Chris? Let's <laughs> just check it. <laughs> Okay, back to our regularly scheduled program. 14, where'd it go? 16, thank you. Wait, let me go back to 15. Sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. All right, Jesus said, okay, go call your husband. He told her and come back here. I don't have a husband, she answered. You have correctly said, I don't have a husband, Jesus said, for you've had five husbands, and the man you are now with is not your husband. What you have said is true. Oh, man. And I love that he, you know, a lot of times, I think I mentioned this last time because I talked about this before. Back in our old church religious days, we always saw that as this wretched woman. She's had five husbands, and she's so bad. Nobody wants to go get water with her, yada, yada, yada. But the reality is, is that in that culture, a woman didn't go from man to man. Women were tossed from man to man. And he just, he changed her perspective, that she wasn't this wretched woman going. She was a wretched, she was a woman that was tossed from man to man. Does that make sense? Am I, am I messing up my words here? He gave her perspective. He didn't do anything to her. He didn't turn a knob on her back. He didn't say, let me lift up your hair. Let me turn this knob, and it's going to change your whole life. 
He changed her perspective. He changed her thinking. That's all he did. And it was just by enticing her in conversation, by showing her these things, by getting her to voice out these things that she doesn't have a husband. He's like, yeah, you're right, because this and this and this has happened to you. So he gives her perspective. He pulls her out of her shame, and he helps her realize she's not a wretched person. He gives her identity. He lets her recognize what happened to her, what the course of this world has done to her. You know, when you don't know, you don't know that you don't know. (laughs) So you go along with the course of this world and people who take advantage and people who do things, and life happens to you. But that doesn't mean that's who you are. That means that's what's happened to you. And that's that's some of the perspective that he gave her. Uh, Verse 19. So, sir, the woman replied, I see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, yet you Jews say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. And Jesus told her, believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not, what you do not know. We worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. That hour is here. And that worship doesn't mean that you have to be in these seats. And it doesn't mean that you have to be at this altar on your knees with your hands clasped together. That's that's not the only place of worship. The place of worship is when you're driving in your car and your mind is on the Lord. Your mind is, maybe it's just the scripture that you've read or the story that you've read, and you're asking him questions. What does this mean? How does this work? When you're taking him into a problem that you have, whether it's your kids, your husband, your family, whatever it is you're trying to figure out and you're talking to God, that's worshiping him. That's spending time. That's opening those avenues. That, that's opening that dialogue with the Lord. That's worship. That's when you're spending time with him. It's not about, I always get this mixed up, it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. It's about whether you're regurgitating this one scripture over and over and over and you're looking at it from different ways and different perspectives. How does it apply to me? How does it apply to her? How does it apply to him? How does it apply everywhere? Because you're hungry for God. You're hungry for more of him. So she asked him for this drink, and he asked her about her husband. He's enticing her. He's helping her to recognize where she's at. He's giving her perspective. And I think that where he says right here, but an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. That's where the living water comes from. That's where that well. He's telling her, If you knew who it was who asked you of this water, you would ask me. And so she does. And here he tells her, this is how you get it. You worship me. You spend time with me. You know, back in our religious days, I used to be so in my head. I'm still in my head, actually. I used to be so much more in my head (laughs) that I can't do this. I'm not a man. I'm not a pastor. I'm not this. This doesn't it doesn't walk on water. It doesn't. Puts his pants on one leg at a time. Socks, boots. It all happens like everybody else. 
I remember we were at a function and some lady asked me about you. What did she ask? I forgot what she asked me about him. Now. What did she ask? If I need counseling and then if I... Uh, what was it? Something, it was some other question. And I didn't say this to her, but I was like, and he walks on water. What was it? It was something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he owns a business, and he owns this, and he does that. Like, anyways, sorry. Yeah, sorry. That was a commercial break that didn't finish. <laughs> um, my point is, is that we're no different. This position is no different. Anybody you see on TV, man, I love to look at Bill Johnson, Chris Valentin, Cindy Jacobs, Lana Vosser, I love to hear all these people. They're great, and they hear from God, but it's no different than you guys hearing from the Lord. And it's no different. So I'm going to talk to Raquel. Raquel, it's no different than you hearing from the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just feel like, what am I saying in all this? I'm saying perspective. As we move into, hold that thought, Raquel. I was thinking about the video. I don't know if any of y'all have seen the video that we did uh, when we changed the name. And in that video, we're looking back at us as a church. And just a little bit of our backstory. We used to have service on Wednesday nights. We'd sit in this tables, kind of shaped like a U. Someone would speak. We would all punch our time clock, listen to them, go home. But there was so much backbiting and gossip and ugliness going on. I was like, man, what are we doing here? Why, why are we doing this here? Why are we coming to church if that's what's happening? And we all know it. We all knew that it was happening. We all know that somebody was talking about this person or they didn't like this person. And, but yet we were still coming. And this perspective, that's what I want us to continue on in this next year is your perspective, is recognizing who you are, recognizing that you can do just as much as anybody else. There's no limitations to what you can do. And what I love is that he didn't give her anything. He just changed her perspective and everything was there. I'm not going to go read it here, but in the book, I mean the Bible, sorry, in the Bible, the disciples come back and they're like, oh, they didn't say anything, but they're like, why is Jesus talking to this girl? She's a Samaritan. He shouldn't be talking to her, yada, yada. And she gets so excited. She leaves her pot there. and She goes into the city and she's telling everybody, come and see this man. It tells me everything I've ever done. And I thought, wait a minute. The town saw her as a wretched woman, as a harlot. What changed about her that these people were now listening to her? Not only did they listen, but they acted because they went to see who this man was she was talking about. What changed in her? It was her perspective. It was how she walked in the, in the town. It was how she talked to them, eye contact. She was sure of who she was. She was a changed woman walking back into this town, yes. knowing who she was, knowing who this awesome man was that has changed her life, Jesus. She met Jesus Christ, and he changed her perspective. And in that, this well of living water comes welling up inside and now she's helped them to change their perspective and has made a road for them come come and see come see this this man who's told me everything I ever did that's what I want us to step into this next year is changing our perspective and not being afraid not listening 
not listening to the voices in your head that are saying, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't interpret scripture, you don't have anything to share. Man, if you're reading the word and it's impacted you, you have something to share. You have something to share. Somebody needs to hear that. You're not less than, you're not incapable, you are capable, you are created with greatness inside of you. Let's walk into this new year with a changed perspective using our voice, using this voice, the voice that you hear, was so hard for me. When we first started a small prayer group a couple years ago, it was just me and a couple ladies, and I was scared to pray out loud. So what I did is I found this book that had all these prayers. I typed them out, printed them, I laminated them. I was in, they were color-coded. <laughs> they were laying on the altar. And I was doing it for them, but I was doing it for Raquel. And I'd come in, and I'd pick up one, and I'd just walk around. I was practicing using my voice by just reading these prayers out loud. And then I got tired of reading these prayers, and I was like, you know what? Raquel can pray, too. <laughs> and I was just, Lord, I don't know what to say. I don't speak King James like some of these prayers do, but I, I know I have this on my heart. And I just started speaking, and we all did that. Because the first time we came in here, it was like crickets in here. <laughs> like, it was quiet. And I just kept, let's use our voice. Let's use our voice. This voice that God gave you to speak out, to change the atmosphere, to change someone's mind, to change someone's life, to speak into them. Ah, that was a hard thing to do. And I still struggle with it. But perspective, let's change our perspective as we step into this new year, recognizing and not being afraid, being unabandoned and walking in and just letting it go. Because if we're family and you mess up, man, I just want to wipe you off and say, let's go, because I'd rather you speak than me, so let's go. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let's, let's walk this out. I don't want to judge anybody. That's not my heart. I want us to learn I want this to be a safe place to learn. One of the things I was telling Chris, you know, we've been talking family for the past, what, two years, I guess. We've been just family identity, family identity. And one of the things that I really felt like I saw, it's like a picture in my head where there's no chairs in this room and we're all just laying on the floor marinating. You know, if you're a cook and you throw some sauce in there and it's just sizzling and bubbling, that's what I see, just us marinating in family. But I think this year is the year where we get up and we start walking out that family. And in walking out, man, I may bump into one of you guys. And I hope that you can either help me in the right direction, wash me off, pick me up, and turn, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Helping each other get to where we need to go and not concentrate on you bumped me or you spoke over me or you corrected me. Oh, gosh, that's, that'll be hard. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's family, right? You know when you're used to family, and somebody sits in your spot that you sit in every year, and you're like, you know, no, Kevin, Chris and I open presents on that seat, not you and Carrie. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, when we go to Chris's mom's house, we do, right? We have our own spots of where everybody kind of sits, and they open their gifts. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Does that, does that make sense, guys? Yeah. Thank you. Perspective, perspective, perspective. I think that's all I have. Take it away, Krista. To tag on that with perspective. Yeah, give her, give her a hand. Um, just want to look real quick at John uh, 15, real quick. Um, 
should have done this a while ago. Come on. There, oh. there we go. John 15. Um, let me know when you get there. All right. Um, this, the, the whole point of perspective was about um, her and her identity. And I didn't actually know she was going to go there and use that word. Um, but um, all of us in here have had our perspective change in one form or another on one aspect or another, correct? It's, and it's pretty interesting when it happens, yeah? Um, and so um, the point about perspective, I want to tag onto that real quick. Uh, let me see. Ma'am? Tag team, yes. Ready? All right. Um, Jesus makes this statement when he's talking, um, the, and it's pretty fascinating to me. And I've read this thing probably, if I've read it once, I've read it probably 2,000 times. I've read this passage. But he says in verse 1, he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. And every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that, he, that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Verse 3 says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Now remain in me and I in you, just as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, but must remain in the vine. Um, uh, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, and the one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen? So we have the picture of the vine and the branch and the farmer, right? Jesus is the vine. You and I are the branches. And the farmer, the vine dresser, is the guy who takes care. That's, the, that's Father. Amen? You all know he takes care of us. Yes? We all know that. So he lays out this instruction or this uh, um, uh, description of, of us and him and Father and he says, uh, every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so it may bear more fruit. Now, y'all all know if you've been here for a long time that I, I grew up farming. That's all we did. And I, I love it. I know it. Um, but there's a, there's a part of this passage. I'm reading out of the New American Standard. And there's a word here that can kind of mislead you slightly just simply because the translation, you know, um, in your... King James and New King James was, you know, what is it, 1611, right? What is that, 400 years ago or whatever, 500? You know, there's some better understanding of the language. So we're not stepping off into the gates of hell by talking bad about the, the, the old, old scripture. It's just that language has changed and our understanding uh, has grown, I guess I should say. And, but that word, when he says right there, um, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. That word right there, takes away, uh, is actually not the best way to translate that. The word actually says takes to himself. That it actually means that he, we all have always thought in our church culture, uh, oh, Austin, you ain't doing nothing. You're done. You're gone. Take away. And then if you get real hardcore Baptocostalocalic or whatever they want to call that denomination, if you go real hardcore with that, they'll say, oh, you're going to hell. You know what I'm talking about? And it's just, it's, it's not true. This word right here, um, 
It actually means, it, it means it can be translated to take up to himself. And so every fruitless branch, he, he doesn't remove the branches. He pulls it up to himself. And as the wise, loving farmer wants to take care of his stuff that's growing his fruit, he takes care of it, right? Um, and he does that, uh, also the next part of it, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Um, the word there that's used uh, in the Greek is actually kathario. Uh, 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 in kathario, it actually means cleansing. Our perspective of old has always been one of negativity, right? That church culture always throws out a negative. You want to know something else? And I'll, well, what'd you say? I'll take commercial break. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you know, uh, we have someone close to us in our, in our family that is extremely anti where we are right now. Uh, I mean, they're extremely anti that so much that they want to get in fights with Raquel and I. And, you know, as bad as I want to kick them in the face, I don't. But the, the thing about it is they are so, they throw out so much accusation right? God forbid that you mention Bethel around them. <gasps> oh man, they just start throwing out all, they can pull all kinds of websites and, and everybody knows that, you know, all that stuff. Like she mentioned Bill Johnson a while ago. Do you know that accusation, who, who, where does that come from? Does anybody remember? It comes from the enemy. What's one of his, one of his actual names is what? The accuser of the brethren. Right. And that is a hardcore fundamental attribute of a church culture is accusation. The the part about the fruit is if if there's something going on and we're not bearing that fruit, we've always thought that we get cut off and pruned, thrown out. But it's actually he pulls us up to himself. He cleanses us off and says, hey, son, hey, daughter, let me show you this. Let me help you through this or whatever the case may be. Um. Um, so, uh, verse three says, you are already cleansed because of the word that I've spoken to you remain in me and I in you just as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, but it must remain in the vine. So neither can you, unless you remain in me, the part about perspective that Jesus gave to this woman at the well that we've known so much about, right? He gave her this different perspective. My hope for you and I as we step into 2022 as core and we begin to step into that same type of perspective in our own life at your job, at the grocery store. And I've said this kind of stuff for the last two years, but this is the year that it's time to look down inside and see what is coming out of you for that situation. The fruit that you and I bear it's not something that someone else gives to us. The fruit that you bear comes off of the vine that you're connected to. Who are you connected to? Jesus. What did it say that he's the vine and you are the, you're the branch? Do apple tree, does a branch on an apple tree produce oranges? No. Do you know that you can't, you can't even get, um, 
in order for a pecan tree, anybody know what grafting is? Let me back up. Commercial break. Grafting, right? You cut a limb and you have to splice it a certain way and you take a branch of another tree and you slice it a certain way, you put it in and you tie it and there's a, there's a way to graft it and make it take on. Do you know the, the species of the branch doesn't stay the same? The tree that's supplying is what changes the other branch. And there's even some species that it won't, you can't graft over. You have to use certain ones, and it's because that one will adapt to what it actually is on the core of the tree. My point is, is you and I, we, we have our gifting. We have our strengths, right? And my strength is not Raquel's strength. She's strong in many other ways that I am not. Same way, Eric, John, Zoe, and I could just go down the whole list and the point is, is it's time to let the fruit that you already have in you come off of the branch, or I should say sprout out into the branch. Does that make sense? Oh, I don't, oh is that what they said? I didn't hear that. Okay. Okay. I'm just checking. Uh, <laughs> See, that's a strength or a weakness. <laughs> no. The... The fruit that you and I bear, the fruit that comes out of your life as a son or a daughter. You know what? I'll even say the fruit that comes off of someone's life that is not even know, does not even know Christ yet. Those people that have not made the connection and had the revelation that he's, you know, uh, I keep trying to get away from saying get saved. Even lost people, the strength that you see coming out of them, the fruit that you see coming off of them, it's because that's what he put in them. And whenever they come to the revelation knowledge that, whoa, he died for me, I'm a son, I'm a daughter. The moment that that happens, then the fruit begins to bear the fruit of righteousness. It doesn't mean that they all of a sudden they, they, they start doing it and they stop cussing and they stop whatever. It means that now the purpose of the fruit changes. Does that make sense? The revelation understanding of who you are in Christ and who he is in you changes the purpose of the fruit that a person bears. All of us in here, if I look around, I I believe, I think I know everybody almost. If I don't, then you're going to get swept in. We're all born again believers here, know Christ, love God. Uh, we made the happy hop to hallelujah, as old Baptocostals used to say, right? And so the fruit that you bear has a purpose. And that purpose is to change the world. That purpose is to infect the world around you with the infection of the love of Christ. Does that make sense? You know, I love it the other day, all us dudes, us men. Oh, Right? We went to Top Golf. Eric is kind of grabbing a hold of the dudes and doing some stuff, right? And we go to Top, Top Golf, and man, I loved it. I had a blast. I really did, man. I thanked him for that because I needed that, man. I needed to hit some things. And, <laughs> and uh, we're there, and we're there maybe 20 minutes. We had a two hour gig, and we're there maybe 20 minutes, and all of a sudden, I mentioned this the other day. This. This short little lady, I thought she was Chicana or something, but I think she was Hawaiian. 
little short lady, probably in her maybe 50, maybe 45. Man, okay, I'm going to move over here real quick, Kevin, so you can catch this. I, I, she come walking in, if we're over there, and she come walking in, hey, hey, man, hey, MF, MF, FF, 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 MF, MF, FF. I start dropping all these bombs, like loud volume, right? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> we're like, oh, felt that. Now, in my old Baptocostal Catholic days, I would have started praying in tongues. I'd rebuke this. I'd have had a little snarl going. Sunday, man, this woman. Right? I'd have tried to get some oil out of my pocket and wait for her to drop her golf club and go pick it up with oil. Here you go, ma'am. You know, I, but no, there was a, this woman has such a strength of leadership, such a, a, a breaker spirit about her. That woman is meant to change the world, not just around her, but around us. She's meant for that. She just doesn't have the perspective that she's a daughter of the king yet. And so here we are at Top Golf, hitting golf balls, right? And this woman comes in like, man, we were, we were, we said, I said something to Eric. I said, wow. Or I said something. The atmosphere changer. Yeah. I said, man, that's an atmosphere changer. You know, when, when Angela walks in and everything shifts, that's the way this lady was, man. When she gets connected to the vine, see, she's already a branch. She's just not connected to the vine. The moment she's connected to the vine, the perspective will shift and the world will shift around this woman because of perspective. And that is who we are meant to be. That is who you and I are called to become, to go out into this world. I'm so glad that we're not in this building five days a week anymore. Oh, my lanta. <laughs> These windows only get saved so much. The stained glass, it's, it's like white as snow. You just can't see. It's been saved a million times. We've had these on there since like 2013 or something. Good Lord, we need a remake. I'm so glad we're not doing that anymore. Because the world deserves what you have to bring. I did not freak out that we had to cancel two services. Well, we, one we took off because it was Christmas. The other one, you know, we wanted to be wise about COVID. Before, I would have been like, there's no way. We can't do that. People have to come to church. And they have to. Yeah. I had no problem doing that. Because church is not about you sitting in these chairs and me banging away on the guitar. And it actually has nothing to do with that. We come together and do this to have an encounter with the Spirit of God. To get encouraged and enlightened and to have some equipping go on. That's the only reason we gather here. You all are meant to infect the world around you. And if you've been here for any length of time, you know that. Our desire, our heart for 2022 
is that we've learned a whole lot in these last, we've been, we've been on this journey for five years. Two years ago is when we made the change. We've been on this journey of learning. We're going to continue to learn, but we're going to do. This is the year that we step into doing a little bit deeper. We've been doing some things, okay? Don't get me wrong. HCA was birth, right? Just right at the same start time. And here this amazing ministry, right? Uh, it, it's just crazy what all they get to do. But it's time to go beyond where we've been. And let's see what that looks like. Amen? Amen. 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 If you would, stand with me for a second. Go ahead. I just wanted to add to something what he was saying. <clears throat> Stepping in, you know, we have this mentality of church and religion, and we're moving into this unknown era that we're walking into. But a lot of times, the only tools that we have are the ones that we, where we came from because these tools haven't been created. We're creating them. We're walking them out. We're figuring them out. And in my brain, I'm like, you know, we need to start a women's, you know, women need to meet, men need to meet, meet, need to meet once a week, and we need to do a Bible study. We need, like, that's not my heart, but that's what this is telling me over here. But I don't want us to be in this building because we're supposed to. I want us to do church. I want us to live lives with each other, the people around us. And there's this, I think, you know, being the leader, sometimes I feel... Sometimes Chris just sits there and I just go, blah, 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 and I just like take off and I'm all over the place bouncing around the room <laughs> with these ideas. And he's like, <laughs> Chris is like, that's a lot, Robin. Um, because I, I'm like, you know, should we have classes? Should we do this? Should we do that? What about this? What about that? And, blah, blah, blah. and after I verbal, you know, I throw up like that, then I'm like, hold on a second. <laughs> that's not who we are. That's not where we're going. That's not what we're looking into. But what is that? So, with all that, I just want to ask you guys to pray for us, to walk with us, to be patient with us, and to give us your ideas. What are we stepping into? What, where are we going? What does this look like? I just, uh, man, I, when we were meeting on Wednesday nights and it was so dead, I was starting to feel like, man, God, I know I like you, but I know I love you, but I'm not really liking you right now. And I, I don't mean that like literally. It's just, it was so mundane, and I don't want that for us. I don't want that for us. It wasn't life. Yeah, it, it wasn't was life. life. It was a duty. It was something that we had to do so we could go to heaven. <laughs> True. And I just, I want to go to heaven because I have a relationship with the Lord because he died for me, and I love him, and he speaks to me, and he helps me do things, and this living water comes out, and other lives are changed. Come on. That's the life that I want to live. Yeah not being here in this building all the time. So I just wanted to add that to yeah. what... I, I love that. We didn't even talk about... We didn't plan any of this out exactly. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm so glad that we're hitting this on the same thing. Um, uh, there, are, there are newer tools that you haven't learned to grab a hold of yet. And that's what we want to step into as well. Um, there is something I did want to add is, and it's funny, I just said all that about not meeting here five days a week and everything, but, <laughs> no, um, so as I look around the room, this is a room filled with rock stars, and I'm not trying to puff you up here. Uh, uh, I, every one of you in here at some point or another who are homegrown folks, 
uh, you've learned, uh, you, you know how to prophesy. You know, you, many of you can walk in words of knowledge and, and on and on and on. And just those gifts of the spirit, um, which see, I don't even like saying that anymore because that still puts it in a list. And God's not a list. He's just a love. Right. And so my point is, is we wanted we want to try um, to begin to have another gathering once a month or something. Uh, we were talking about worship nights and then we, we don't want to just come together and, and sit and have music for two hours again. That's not that's great and it's awesome, but that's not the lit, the, the cap like that's a launching point actually for an atmosphere. That's what worship does. For those of us here, the worship like what we do now today, like what we just had up here, that's, that's a platform setter for those of us uh, in this place. Does that make sense? Um, but we want to begin to gather and have uh, these open opportunities again for you guys to, to pray out loud, for you guys to shift atmospheres, for you guys to, to hear something that is going on with John's world around him that he needs help in praying for and we all begin to pray or uh angela comes in and says man i i see the eric rebecca i see this i'm just going to pray for this and she shifts something over you guys or whatever man you know we've all been here and have uh we have learned to and we flow in a highly prophetic culture right here but it doesn't need to come um in the small amount that it is, we want to create an opportunity for that to flow a little more. Does that make sense? And so we're going to figure that out. Right now, we think that's going to be a once a month, like a Friday night thing or something. Uh, and, and we'll just see. That doesn't mean we're going to come in. And I know uh, Sarah, Mark, Adrian are already thinking, we're not going to do two hours of worship. Just don't think. No, no. <laughs> but see, my point is, is our, our hope and our desire is that we would all grow to the point where we come to the understanding that we know that the worship is just another tool and we actually don't even need it. We actually don't need music played up here and drums banging and guitar strings breaking. We do not need that to interact with the presence of God. You don't need it. But now let's come together and practice that because it can be a little hard. Crickets. Remember? So we're going to begin to step into those types of things. Because you all need the opportunity to grow in that even more. And there's other people in here that need to hear your gifting. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So we're going to pray real quick. I want to, um, I'm going to pray something and you can tag off if you've got something. If not, we'll go to communion in a minute. But um, I, I do believe in prophetic acts uh, very strongly. Um, how many of you... Uh, don't want to tip if you don't want to tiptoe into, into your gifting and identity deeper in 2022 if you want to take leaps and bounds would you just hold your hand out like a receiving kind of a action there yeah man father I just thank you for every person in this room and I, I ask you right here right now that in this moment that what you begin to do in us is a perspective shift into greater uh, understanding of our strength and the new tools that we need to bring reformation to the world around you, which is simply to bring your heart, Father. Help us to see and to receive right now in this moment by the Spirit that right now we would just receive 
exactly what we need, the, the, the next blueprint uh, of our identity, of our core of who we are, uh, the next uh, layout of how the tools need to work that you're giving us. And Father, that we would see with, with greater uh, passion, that we would see with greater insight and wisdom the fruit that we bear and its purpose. I pray that every person that hears my voice, whether that's on the, the Zoom or the podcast or the YouTube or right here in this place, that we would come to a greater understanding that the fruit we bear uh, that, uh, of what it is and the purpose that it carries. And Father, I thank you and we solidify all this by the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And Lord, I just feel like you're saying permission. You just give us permission to step into that perspective. In whatever way it looks like, whatever fears we're feeling, Lord, we have permission to step in and find that. Find our voice, find our identity, find ourselves in you, Lord, to recognize who you created us to be, to recognize where you're taking us and what you want to do with yeah. us and through our lives, Lord. Yes. Father, I just speak against any fear any uncomfortableness, Lord, anything that says that I can't do this. I just speak, I can. I can, I can, and we will. We will walk into a deeper relationship with you, a deeper knowing and a deeper recognizing of who you are, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing through us, Father. Thank you for what you're doing to us, Lord, and thank you for where you're taking us, Lord. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you. Yes. We love you. You are a good God. You are an awesome God. You are a forgiving God. You're a loving God. Oh, Lord, you are so good. So good. So good. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Adriana, can you come and play, if you don't mind, and uh, kind of get a couple of y'all to bring that back? We need a few people to pass out. Uh, we're going to take communion. See, in the old days, we would, this would be a moment where we would tell you, if you got sin in your life, you better repent right now. You better walk over to that person and make it right, or you're going you're gonna to burn, right? You're going to get sick. We used to say that stuff. And um, uh, communion is simply about remembering what he did, how he did it, and why he did it, right? He said, remember me. Can you say that with me? Say, remember me. Remember me. Yeah. So this morning, we're going to remember the vine and how he made us the branch and that our fruit has purpose. Amen? Are you good? Everybody good? All right. Hey, kiddos, I know y'all all just came in. Why don't y'all stand with us? If you're going to take communion, just, just, out of, just stand with us out of reverence here, if you would, just for a moment. All right. All right. He is good, man. He's so good. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Amen. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what uh, what happens this year, whether that's business or school. Man, just with your kiddos, right? Just your kiddos alone. 
family. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, while that, while they're passing that around, uh, Jim and Kathy, uh, they've been asked to come back to I think it's California. I think it's California, and uh, be interim pastors for a month. Um, the pastor friend there, the one he's been asking prayer for, um, he's actually in the hospital now with COVID. And he's, 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 he's in rough shape. I think his name is Sean. We need to keep praying for Sean. Uh, and, um, but uh, Jim and Kathy are going to take off first week of, April, of February, and they'll be over there for at least a month. Uh, they were trying to be here today, but, um, Ben, when you uh, think about that, just begin to pray for them and uh, um, for that while they're there, that they would make a massive impact for kingdom, right? Because they, they were, that's where they were, and uh, they, um, it was pretty radical, um, just the changes they were seeing and, and things that was going on. It was really cool, so are y'all good? All right, sweet. Is everybody? Yes. Where is Ronnie? I saw Ronnie a while ago. Did he, he had to leave. Sinner? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love Ronnie. Him and Tabitha, that's another great example, man. When you walk in their business, they have an arcade and a go-kart place, man. And you go over there and it's all kingdom. Like, that's church. That's them taking the heart of the Father to the world around them. Those kids that come in there and, and, and try to win as many tokens as they can, you know, they're coming into an atmosphere and a place that is designed uh, and that the heart of it is for people to be made well and whole. It, it, and it's so amazing, right? It, we need to be praying for them more because that's the real picture of being the branch and bearing fruit. Well, I thought that was pretty good, but okay. I, I, I thought they'd at least agree with me. I thought, I thought we'd at least agree on something. I mean, you know, it's all good. Thank you. All right. It looks like that's everybody. So we have the bread, and the bread uh, represents his body. And, um, you know, there was no bones. There were, there were no bones broken on Jesus when he was crucified uh, that we know of. Um, but I've always wondered... Uh, where he says, hey, take, eat, this is my body, doing remembrance of me. Um, and I know in one of the passages, in one of the translations, the word broken is in there. And I've always wondered about that. Um, and I've, I've come to just have the thinking that when we break this bread up in pieces, that it's a beautiful representation and a picture of you and I as his body. He is the vine, and we are the branches, just the multiple branches that spread out all over, whether it's an arcade go-kart track or whether it's a healing center where you take artists and get them to hear 
that their gifting is actually from the Lord, or if you work for NASA, or if you're business owners, or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Well, there's another one. I don't know. Amen. Amen. Okay. I just want to know that they're hearing. That's all. Yeah, that's okay. And so we take this bread right here. And Father, we thank you. This morning, I thank you that you're the vine and we're the branch. And I thank you for the multiple branches, the multiple talents, the multiple fruit, the multiple strengths. Lord, I thank you that you have viewed us as sons and daughters and created us to become more than we could possibly imagine. And you even said that greater works than what your son did, we would do. And so, Father, I thank you today for this bread that represents you and your body, which is us. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the plan to draw us back to a place with you where we can have full access to you and more so to where you now live in us. Thank you for what you did in Jesus' name. Let's take the bread. So this should be Welch's. It better be Welch's. All right, there we go. So, just grape juice that represents the blood that he shed. And you know, the scripture says it was, uh, it's uh, by his stripes we are healed. It's the blood was shed for the forgiveness of sin. And the beautiful thing about that is it's really all about you and I being connected to the vine. What he did on the cross makes the connection possible for you and I. And so, Father, I thank you so much that for the changes you've brought in my life, for the changes in these lives of, of every one of these people around here that's listening to us right now that are in this room, you've brought these changes in our life not because, <laughs> not because of any other reason other than you loved us. And we became connected to you. You... Your son came and died on that cross to restore the connection and to restore authority and purpose and power. That's why you came and shed your blood, Jesus. And we thank you for it. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you, you guide us and lead us into walking out the purpose that Christ paid for with his blood. And we thank you so much. And we remember what you did, Jesus. And we take this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your passion for us. I thank you, God, for the strengths that you have instilled and even for the ones that we don't even know about that are in us yet. I thank you for the future as we dive into this 2022 year. 
Lord, that we would, to use an old Texas saying, that we would grab it by the horns, Father, because we can. And thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your, your passion for us, Father. We love you. And I pray that you would give each and every one of us the insight we need to change the world around us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. and amen. God bless you, everybody. Y'all be safe. If you need prayer for something specific, just come up and see us up here. Uh, we love you all very much. And uh, let's go and change the world. Amen.